Hello and welcome to the Why My Podcast. I'm Amy Mullins. And I'm David Odom. And we're glad that you've joined us for today's podcast. This is the podcast of the Youth Ministry Institute. We are the youth ministry training arm of the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. And we offer formal and informal training. You can get a seminary degree with a concentration in youth ministry, either fully online or here on campus, or a hybrid of both. And we offer periodic training events for youth workers from volunteers to veteran youth leaders. If you want more information about YMI, you can visit our website at youthministryinstitute.org. Or ymi.nobts.org. Both of those will get you to our site. And welcome to you, Amy. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Amy is our new assistant here at YMI. That is right. Now you've taken over for Re. Ree has taken a new position at uh, the Baptist Student Ministry at the University of Louisiana at Mountain Row, and we wish her all the best. We're glad that you've joined us here at uh, YMI. Thank you. I'm happy to be part of the team now. Well, hey, today's podcast is an interview I did with my wife, Natalie. You talked with her about serving as a minister's wife and some advice she has for spouses. Right. Not only has she thrived in her role as a spouse of a minister, but she has her own career as a social worker. Her training and counseling experience has served her well in ministry. All righty. So here's David's interview with Natalie. Well, Natalie, thanks for uh, joining us on this podcast. Thank you. I, um, I'm so glad to be here. You know, this podcast is for youth ministers, and so I want you to uh, share some advice that, that you would give to, to youth ministers or, or maybe even geared specifically to their spouses about uh, just some of the, the challenges that we may face in ministry? I think that ministry can be very challenging, and so I think it's very helpful that if at your home that you can just commit to pursuing God together, and that in doing that, as you grow deeply in your love for God, that it will also help you to deeply love your spouse and in those two components, that will add strength not only to your marriage and your relationship with God, but both of those things will directly impact your ministry, um, just really indirectly, as you get to know God in an intimate um, way in your home with your spouse. And that can just be an amazing, exciting adventure. Hmm. Well, talk about what are some ways that you have found to help with that, if we, you know, we want to make sure that that we're having time together as couples, um, even uh, amidst the the busy and, and hectic times of, of ministry. You know, I think you mentioned that ministry can be fun and it can be exciting um, as we impact the kingdom, but also there's another component, and that is just the drain on us physically, and that can just present to us challenges. And so with that, to be very mindful that marriage is a priority and that we talked about earlier that as you grow deeper in love with God and your spouse, that that helps your marriage. But to specifically be intentional I think that's a very key word, is to be intentional, that you create moments to infuse time in your marriage, because we all know that ministry is so very hectic, and it's very 
time draining on mm. a marriage. Mm. And so if you can just intentionally make the um, commitment to each other within your marriage to spend some of your days off together and it just be a recharge time that you might consider if it's going to be a very hectic and wonderful ministry weekend and you know that you will not have a lot of time together, maybe work in a breakfast date before each of you go to work and just intentionally also coming off a busy ministry either summer or weekend make that intentional decision to spend time together after those busy seasons whether it's just a coffee together it can be something as simple as that but just to be able to pour time and love back into your marriage Mm -hmm. I know that that's worked well for us Mm. in our 20-something years of ministry. And that even um, just in our rhythm of ministry, finding someone when we had young children that would just willingly and lovingly offer that as a ministry to us to keep our children. So we could just have a simple evening together just to recharge into um, that relationship. Mm. And we've talked about the impact that that can have on our ministry, but also just as parents, that if we can take time to have a simple meal together, that that helps us to um, infuse love into our kids because Mm. we've renewed our marriage. Mm. And so I think those special date nights, and again, it doesn't have to be um, something big. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money, but just, you know, sitting on a park bench just to have conversation right. and to share your heart with one another. Hmm. That's great. Talk a little bit about um, creating a, a an environment or, or a home of, of peace so that, so that our, our times together or, um, you know, when we're away from ministry or when we come home, that it is a, a place of refuge? I think just from personal experience that that has just been something so key in our marriage relationship. I know that going back as far as when we were preparing to get married, that that was one of our spoken goals to one another to create and desire and strive and be intentional that our home would be a home of peace. Mm -hmm. And to define that um, with words is a little bit challenging. I guess you could say that it's creating healthy boundaries within your home where you can communicate even Um, a disagreement with one another, but yet it be overridden and not anger or lashing out or even yelling. Mm. Um, That would be the opposite of creating a home of peace. Of course, as people, you're going to have disagreements in Mm. your marriage, Mm. but to approach that um, in a calm fashion and how can we work this out because our ultimate goal is to love Christ in this home Mm -hmm. and to be united in marriage and that to always be the roof, so to speak, Mm -hmm. of your marriage. And in approaching that and just day-to-day ministry, that, that home is where 
you want to be after serving and loving a hurting world, which is hard and demanding, but a great joy. But you can come to your place, your place called home, where you can recharge, you feel deeply loved, you are deeply accepted, and that that always be the framework of coming home. Mm. And that if you can create that for one another, even on your hardest days, that again points you to Christ in your marriage mm. and also... Um, prepares you to go into a hurting world, to interact with hurting people, and to minister to hard needs. And then you come home and lovingly recharge. Mm -hmm. That also creates an atmosphere for us naturally to turn to Christ and grow closer to Him mm -hmm. in a marriage and to lead your children in a godly home where your home is a home of peace. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Let's let's shift shift gears a little bit, and let's just reflect on some uh, ministry experiences that that we've had over the years, where our home life and our ministry life kind of intersect. I'm thinking of one particular time when we um, had planned a, a disciple now weekend, uh, a weekend where we were going to have students staying in homes, uh, church members, and you know groups, uh, you know different folks leading. And uh, for this particular weekend, we were going to have students staying at our house, all right? And and then not only that, but you were going to be leading a group of girls, okay? But but what happened on this particular uh, weekend? Well, as all of you who run such weekends, you know as you're preparing for such a large event, it's almost an adrenaline rush. Right. You have so much to do. You're so excited and anticipating how God is going to meet you at that event. Right. And so that was exactly where I was. But I woke up the morning that the event was to start. <laughs> That's I think right. you were going to pick up the band that morning. Right. And so I said to you just in passing, as we were having a peaceful time in our home, David, I don't think I feel very well. So what I think I need to do is go to the doctor so they can give me the thumbs up that everything's okay so then I can proceed with my commitment and my plan of ministering to the kids, right. hosting in the home, being a small group leader. Right. So I didn't feel good, but I thought it was definitely going to be okay. But I, did, I felt like I did, did need to get cleared medically. So I went to the doctor and they um, were like, oh, you're sick. When your doctor tells you that, right. like, oh, that's, not, that's good. not really good. Yeah. And so they tested me for the flu, and I, it came back positive. <laughs> and they said, oh, you're very sick. And all of a sudden, when they said that to me, I was like, Oh, I think I am pretty sick. <laughs> right. Now, now that you mention it, I do feel pretty bad. <laughs> I do feel pretty bad. But as all of you who are listening understand that adrenaline rush of, wow, we've got ministry. I'm so right. excited. I don't have to, time to be sick. I don't have time to be yeah. sick. Yeah, right. And so all of a sudden, I'm calling David and just um, a little um, overwhelmed right. because I know what that call is going to mean to you. Right. Not only are you le losing a host home, but also, a leader and it's the day off and you're on the way to the airport to get the band right and so i i'll never forget that 
calling you. Uh, David, we have a slight problem. <laughs> it's a slight problem. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, as overwhelming as that was in ministry, yeah. and we had a small child at home, right. we were able to turn to our youth leaders, our volunteer leaders, and they amazingly lovingly stepped up to the plate mm. within a few hours of you calling i know that we had a volunteer for a host home right. we also had lined up a leader who wasn't expecting to, to lead and then the third ministry to our personal family was then i had help for our, our small toddler at the right. time right. because not only was I sick? I was very sick, and so um, right someone to to take care of her while while you recovered. Yes, right. yes, and also knowing that really not having access to my spouse for the next forty eight hours because again we were involved in our big spring event. Right, and so clearly there's many examples of when. Um, ministry and family intersect and that was a challenging point Mm -hmm. but we also have many memories and testimonies of beautiful intersections Mm -hmm. of having teenagers filling our home loving our small daughters and then growing our girls growing up in a ministry family I think that um, those beautiful intersection points I would not trade for anything in the world. And I think our girls now as they're um, growing up would say that they have sweet memories of our ministry. Hmm. And um, uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about uh, another area. You know, when when a person, when, uh, when you are called to a church as a, as a youth minister, youth pastor, um, you know, you're, they're, they're hiring you as the individual. They're hiring you to come on, on staff. And um, at sometimes, sometimes the, the ministry partnership between a minister and their spouse is such that there, there's a, a real feeling of, of shared ministry there and, and there can almost be this the sense in which you get a, a kind of a two for one package that the the church hires the the individual as the minister, but their spouse is going to be right there in the trenches day in and day out, you know, serving and ministry and volunteering and doing all kinds of things, and uh, and that wasn't necessarily our approach to ministry. So let's talk a little bit about that. That that you and I. Um, uh, for various reasons, you know, decided and, and made it clear that in this process that that there was um, going to be a clear boundary between the amount of time that, that you were going to be available and willing to, to volunteer. Some of this uh, has to do with your, your career and your working uh, and your own, um, um, you know, ministry and work. So let's talk a little bit about that. What could we say as far as advice um, with within the context of that uh, that type of situation well I think it's hard to make um, blanket statements because I know that God has created us all as individuals and with that incredible gift that we are given different personality types mm-hmm. and different, ideas and thoughts of our own participation in a local body of believers. And so what 
looks wonderful and works so well for one husband and wife team who has one temperament and personality set may not work so well for someone else. And so um, I think that we had um, the support of our local church in in just how we managed our ministry. I think that um, for me it was always uh, wherever... I was serving at our church would where was where I would want to be serving whether I was married to a paid staff member or not. Mm, that as a believer who was wanting to be actively involved with a church, that wherever I was working would be again where I would be or, or volunteering would be. Um, no matter whether I was married to someone right, on staff. Right, right. But then there's that balance of supporting your spouse who is on staff. So there's other things that I would do maybe behind the scenes or lead something when you would need some, need a teacher, and mm. I would willingly and lovingly mm. do that. But I know for some people that maybe is not in their uh, personality bent. Right. And that's okay. And right. I think that it may be easy to feel stereotyped. Right. I've seen ministry successful where the wife or spouse or husband um, who's not the paid staff member successfully um, navigate that ministry with the spouse and be very involved. Right. But then I've also seen it work not exactly like that. I know at times... Uh, through our ministry, I was always involved at some level with the youth ministry, but also very involved in women's ministry, right. led classes in women's ministry, and then also at times worked in the children's department. Yeah. And so I loved that. It was nice to have uh, a range of involvement, and mm. that was with different seasons of my life. Right. And I know often with you being the paid staff person that there was many times I would have to be at youth events for just a short amount of time because our girls were little right. and um, to try to help navigate them growing up in a youth ministry. Mm. And so I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, I think it does. And and I think also brings up another issue. I think that we were, we were real intentional as far as um, how much uh, involvement that, uh, that we, uh, allowed our, our daughters to, to have in the youth group. You know, I think that there were certainly times when it was appropriate and beneficial to, to have them with us um, at events and um, at church or in the youth room or the youth area. But at the same time, we we didn't want that to, to also either distract from um, the, the ministry that was taking place or also perhaps... Um, give them sort of too much exposure maybe to to youth ministry but rather there be a, a a disconnect between what mom and dad were involved in and the opportunities they had for for ministry and service and involvement in church for their own uh in their own programs and ministries and of course the teenagers just love having babies around them right and so like you're saying it was just that careful balance of them not to be um distracting our children but also for there to be an intentional 
time when they would enter the youth ministry. And that would be their time, their space, and their place. And so it was that intent to not overexpose them. So when they arrived for that ministry point, it wouldn't be just ho-hum, here I am again, (laughs) you know. Uh, But also to say that was just a personal marriage decision within our own marriage And we've seen it work in very different ways. And so, again, I think it um, there's not one set rule by any means. And that um, it's just a navigation of you and your spouse together Mm -hmm. coming to a decision for what's best for um, that season of your life, for your family and your ministry. uh, And just come into an agreement on how that will be handled. Right. Great. Well, it does. It speaks to how important it is to communicate. You're communicating with one another on what are those expectations that we have um, for one another and in ministry. What are the expectations that that we perceive or feel from our church or our staff? And then just you know, just seeking to to try to um, navigate each of these uh, these areas, loving our kids, loving our family, loving each other. I think it boils down many times to communication and that that contributes to all the things we've talked about today, whether it be peace in your home, making an intentional plan by communicating how you'll be intentional in your marriage and loving one another and just all these other areas that we've hit on. I think communication is a key that we cannot know what is in each other's minds unless we use words to communicate what our thoughts are, what our feelings, what our desires are. And so I would just challenge others to to look at that in their own marriage and in their own communication style and just to ensure that that's um, something that they're practicing. Great. All right, some great advice there. We hope you join us for future episodes of the podcast. And uh, you can follow us on social media at YMINOBTS. Thank you for listening.